asking our listeners, we're inviting them to look at the ugly and to see it for what it is. Um, But it's really important to bring alongside that something else to be aware of that I use the word invitation very intentionally Mm -hmm. because it is one that it might be surprising to hear, yep, let's look at the ugly and you're invited to do that. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. So you want me to get a root canal? And why why would I? Yeah. And why would I do that? Right. Well, welcome to The Intentional Dad, the podcast for men and families on a journey to embrace and fulfill the promise of fatherhood. My name is Eric Manley, and I am here in the studio again today with Pete M. Hoff, uh, founder and president of True Pursuit, as the tagline goes for True Pursuit, Hearts mm-hmm. Rescued, Freedom Gained. And so, Pete, thank you again for joining me, and uh, I think I'll be thanking you a lot in the in the coming weeks because uh, I think we have an awful lot to talk about as yeah. our first podcast kind of laid the groundwork for quite a series of discussions. But thank you uh, for for being here. Well, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Um, I don't know if all of your listeners know how much I can talk, so that, that might, <laughs> <laughs> it might be. It, it might take longer than even you think. It might take longer than I think. So uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot here and our hearts are really full to be able to offer. Yeah. And, uh, and I really appreciate the invitation to yeah. be a part of it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a real pleasure, uh, Pete. And we do have a lot to talk about and we are here picking up where we left off and we're doing a series built around the question, what story are you living? And in the last episode, we tried to introduce, uh, in a general way, what we're talking about. And if we could just summarize it, it is a contrast that we wanted to kind of get the discussion started around, which is a contrast between what we call a shadow story and the true story. And in the first podcast, we kind of left with the simple invitation to allow yourself to dream and imagine what it would be like to live a story in the reality that you are loved and that you belong and you have nothing to prove. And so today we're back at it again because we have some digging to do. Um, and mm-hmm. we do want to pick up where we left off because the, the hope in leaving an invitation like that is that, uh, one, you would be aware that mm-hmm. such a thing is out there. <laughs> And two, in our initial look at the shadow stories, to start to see it for what it is and the exhaustion and the burden that comes with living a shadow story. And so to see that contrast, to kind of start to awaken to something better, something more Mm -hmm. hopeful, something uh, hitting hopefully some really deep desires in there. But of course, that's just an introduction. (laughs) So uh, we obviously have a lot more that we want to get into as we now expand that invitation to kind of start going deeper. Because if that desire is awakened, there's something that kind of comes alongside with that, which is, hey, that's beautiful. That would be wonderful to live a life like that. (laughs) Uh, And how do I get there? What's, Mm. What's it look like to start moving toward that kind of life, that kind of story, that kind of reality. So that's what we're here to do is to kind of start taking those steps. And um, so a couple of things about that. 
Um, first of all, uh, the journey we're going to take is something that we are going to take our time. And we want to do justice to some really key ideas. And so that's kind of why you and I, Pete, I think we both alluded to it. We're starting to realize we, we actually have a lot of things that we want to get into and it's going to take a while. Yeah. Um, so with each of these episodes, we're kind of trying to focus on one specific idea mm -hmm. because each of these ideas is really important for the whole picture that will begin to emerge. Yeah. Right. So that's an important note. Um, mm -hmm. and there's going to be a lot more to come. So, you know, if you, if you listen and you're like, I want more, I want more, it's important just to slow down and appreciate the importance of taking time to go deep into some of these things. Mm. And then the other piece that I just want to make sure we speak to is that these will all therefore kind of build. So if you're stepping in now, and this is the first podcast you listen to, and we uncover some things and we get into things and you're like, ah, wait, where'd that come from? I'd like that to be explained a little bit more. It might mean it'd be more helpful for you to kind of go back and listen mm. in order. Um, hopefully there'll still be plenty that you can draw from it, mm -hmm. but if you feel like there's some gaps, it's probably because yeah. all of these things are building, right? <clears throat> so, uh, a couple of notes on that. And then, uh, one other thing, again, just as background, a reminder, um, as I had mentioned in the, in the first podcast is I, I'm very aware that when people come to something called the intentional dad, many come with the expectation that we're going to have discussions around being a father in life with our kids and, I just, I just want the five steps to being a better dad. Yeah, exactly. Just give me that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and that's good. Those are good discussions yeah. to have. Um, but there's there's a, a value, kind of a founding principle that shapes what we offer. And it comes from my own story uh, with with God and the things that he invited me into as I started asking questions about what it is to be a father. And as I started my own exploration and he responded first by teaching me more and more and more about life as a fathered son. Mm -hmm. And so that really shapes uh, so much of what we offer. And uh, again, important background for this podcast here, because the bulk of our discussion actually is going to be on that first part. And that is what it is to live a life as a fathered son and for women listening as a fathered daughter, mm -hmm. because it is from that, that we then parent our kids. And so we ask that question as apprentices ourselves first, then we turn and exercise some understanding for what that means to parent our children. So just, to understand what we're talking about, most of this discussion is going to focus on that first part of our lives as apprentices uh, with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, so with that background, um, let's go ahead and dig in, Pete. And these are uh, some really important pieces that we've laid out: the concept of a shadow story, the concept of the true story, and how they contrast. And now that we've kind of put that invitation and awakened desire, it's time to start digging a little bit. And the challenge we want to be clear about here is that the way forward is to actually start digging into the harder things, to take a closer look at mm. 
one way I describe it, to take a closer look at the ugly. Let's just be honest right up front. We have to look at the ugly. We do. And we have to see it for what it is. And so our conversation today is going to look at the ugly. And it is a deeper look at the shadow story. Mm -hmm. So you and I, Pete, last time, uh, we spent some time kind of sharing our story, the shadow story, the ugly Mm -hmm. of it, and the burden that that resulted in and the exhaustion Mm -hmm. (laughs) of trying to live that shadow story. So mine, mine was, I called it mountain climbing. Um, and you, the thing I just, I really remember is that picture you painted of the guy on the battleship with the binoculars, mm-hmm. just constantly scanning the horizon for the next threat. Cause um, I know it's coming. Cause you know, it's coming. <laughs> I just, right? just don't know where it's coming from. And, so yeah, yeah, yeah just, it's so true. Just the exhaustion of that. Mm-hmm. Right. So we gave that kind of as a down payment <laughs> for, for listeners that are mm. just kind of being introduced to this topic themselves. Um, and today, uh, I think that really what we want to do is look closer and get outside maybe, uh, the primary shadow stories that we have to share Pete and, and paint a picture of various shadow stories, what they look like, you know, some categories Mm -hmm. out there, um, with the hope that as we do that, um, with a bigger picture, with with more to kind of think about and connect with, that mm-hmm. a listener can begin to identify their own mm-hmm. and start to peel back the layers and look at the inner workings of what's going on. And again, see the ugly for what it is, mm-hmm. right? I guess in a word, we want to give tools to expand awareness, right? right? And that's what we're after. So any healing journey that uh, we go on starts with awareness. And that's, that's really what we're after. It's, it's one thing to know something's there. It's another to have a heart that says, and I need help. Mm -hmm. I want help. Right. And I just, I'm reminded of some of Jesus's words here. Um, You know, in Luke, he says, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Right. What he wasn't saying in that was some of you are healthy and some of you are okay. (laughs) Right. And, and for those who are sick, those are the ones, those are the ones that need to come to me. No, guess what? All of us mm-hmm. need help. We we are all sick, and and that's really what he's getting at. Is do you recognize that first and foremost? Mm. Right? Are you awake to that? Are you aware of that? Right. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, in some of our initial discussions, that bridge has been crossed. I think if you're back listening to a second episode, there's something that has stirred, and within that is probably a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is something I want here and I need help with that. So, you know, all background, all background that's really important to kind of have in place of a heart attitude that we're bringing as we go forward. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're continuing our journey and uh, we're in pursuit of understanding awareness that opens the door to healing, wholeness, restoration, and the promise of that life that true story mm. that, uh, that is available. So, um, is there anything you wanted to, wanted to throw in there, Pete, as, as we're kind of putting that out there? I, I, I was just, I was feeling like an illustration of what you're talking about. I mean, it ha- there has to be something internal that 
the awareness comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there ha- there needs to be an action to it. And sometimes it's the action is that we just get to the end of our rope or, you know, we've exhausted all possibilities. We're desperate. Yeah. Other times it's just a desire, you know, more, more of a desire to live in it. Mm. And, and mm-hmm. the only way we can do that is to kind of get out of the way and let, you know, God communicate with our heart and move us toward greater awareness, ultimately healing. But I, I feel like there's an action part there that, you know, as we tell stories that maybe encourage people to, yeah, you know, you need to be aware you can't steer this thing. Yeah, yeah. You really, you really have to let God steer this process, yeah. this spirit, or how. Well, you and and it. I love what you're doing. <laughs> so as you're saying that, what our you know what listeners can't see is what you're doing with your hands. Well, yeah, right? I'm I'm a, I'm a good student because I'm driving with my hands at ten and two, on the wheel, <laughs> and they're white knuckled, yeah. and I'm holding on to my life with, with dear life. Right. And yeah. I'm in control of, you know, instead of a vehicle, my life. And, you know, the reality is we have to let go of the wheel, let Jesus take the wheel. Right? Yeah. I mean, somebody wrote a song about that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, and literally turn our hands over. Yeah. And be in a yeah. posture of receiving Love it. and surrendering. Yeah. yeah. And that's when our heart can be open. Yeah. To, you know, this, this journey into the shadow stories. And we all have them. We were talking earlier about, how, you know, it, we all have them. Yeah. The, you know, the context is different. Right. The characteristics are different. Our stories are different, but right. we all have it. And, and really the way it impacts us is very much the same. Right. You know, we're all similar in that way. Right. Of what it does to us and our ability to relate to others and to God. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of fun watching you as you're, you're thinking, okay, I, you know, have this, posture that mm-hmm. I want to get communicated and you're doing this stuff with your hands. <laughs> like, oh man, if people could just see, right? Yeah, well, it's, that's a problem with this. Nobody yeah, can yeah, see me nobody, talk with no, my hands. Nobody can see you talk with your it, hands. But, it, it's another language that I speak fluently. Yeah. Oh, but I love that picture, right? So mm-hmm. you just imagine that you've kind of got your hands at 10 and two and you're, you're, you're gripping, right? It's a mm-hmm. white knuckle mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, when we're living our shadow story, the, the tension, just as you grip your finger, you know, grip, oh, make yeah. a fist. I mean, you could feel that tension just starting to build in your body that is actually what it is to live our shadow story. We're Mm -hmm. actually doing that. Yeah. Right. And so the invitation begins with the courage to let go. Mm. Right. And to turn your hands over and relax your hands, palms up, ready to receive. And that's, that's the imagery that you were Mm -hmm. demonstrating as Mm -hmm. you were trying to share a really important piece of wisdom right there. Yeah. So it's one thing to be aware Right. It's one thing right. to know, oh, okay, this, this is something that could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it starts with awareness. Mm-hmm. And the very next thing that takes us toward that, the word is surrender. Mm-hmm. Right. It really has to be. Yeah, it really is. So it's really, really good. Let's go back a little bit. Just unpack one or two things from our discussion in the last episode, just to bring them back, have them front mm-hmm. and center on the table. Okay. As we explored shadow story. We were, we were exploring in an introductory sense, right, to, to understand mm. here are the things that are key ingredients that give birth to mm-hmm. shadow stories. And we, we looked at Adam and Eve and how the serpent kind of worked his way into that beautiful, beautiful picture of how things were operating as designed, the oneness that Adam and Eve experienced with God, the mm-hmm. harmony they were sharing with each other. And, you know, here comes this wily creature 
and start blowing it all up. Mm. Okay. So as we look really closely at that and we asked, what exactly did he do? What, what were his points of leverage? Mm. <laughs> and how did, how did he just get Eve to take that horrible step mm. that blew everything up? And when we peeled it back and we looked at what was implied, not what was said, but what was implied were two ideas, two intertwined lies. God's not good, trustworthy, reliable, and I'm not good enough. Mm. Right. And those two things, he packaged that in a very specific way for Eve. Mm -hmm. But again, he didn't say it directly. He implied it. And with that seed planted, everything started to disintegrate. Mm -hmm. And we unpacked that as a lens into our own lives and how that works. Right. And once we saw that and we brought alongside that the concept of a shadow story, it is true that shadow stories and the way they show themselves, it's different for all of us because there's so many different inputs. Mm -hmm. But if we can get down to what's at the root it starts there. Literally what he did is he planted a lie that, that would ultimately, you know, cause doubt yeah. of who God is and what he's doing for them and, yeah. and probably shame. Yeah. But I just absolutely love this idea of, cause I think a lot of people were so like, well, it must've been, he, he slithered up. He's, he, you know, kind of told Eve what he told him. You know, within seconds, she was questioning and reaching for the apple, and there it was gone. And I, I love that idea of what if it were hours, days, weeks, right. months, right? And every time she walked by that tree, she was reminded mm -hmm. of that that there's something wrong. There's something about the um, I don't know, oh, the you know, the element of over time, mm -hmm. these things are these things are established deeper and deeper and deeper into our. I, I agree with you. That, that's another, that's an important layer. Um, because to recognize that is to recognize our experiences, right? That, that's, right. that's the thing I think that, uh, is really good to connect with, mm -hmm. right? Cause, um, yeah, it, it could be that that lie had a pretty quick impact on Eve. It could be, uh, it's, also very possible that it took some time and we experience both and that long-term slow burn of an idea planted mm. is allowed to fester and grow. Right. And that's, that's another key tie in to awareness is to start peeling these things back. And mm -hmm. along the way, what comes is much more ready recognition mm -hmm. of these things kind of, at work right. when these things kind of get planted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so it's a both and, right. and, and I think that's, that's a, that's a really good thing to, to sit with and point out because mm -hmm. again, we're trying to dive into the shadow story thing. Uh, mm -hmm. and we want to go deeper in a way that paints more of a picture to mm -hmm. help any listeners out there find their own unique expression of this and start to identify it, right. to become aware of it and how this works. Mm -hmm. So to your point, what is happening, I think for a lot of these shadow stories, as you start to look at it, it has roots, right. goes back right. 
And the things you're experiencing today in your shadow story have an origin. They have a point. At work are these two lies. Mm-hmm. And the way it kind of starts to grow and bear fruit is unique. Mm-hmm. Some of it right away, some of it over time. And it's important to start to see all of that. Right. Right. So, yeah. So those two lies, we put those on the table mm-hmm. just as a key point of understanding. And the fruit of those two lies, also, there is a universal aspect, which is fear and shame. Mm-hmm. And so the enemy planted those lies with Eve. It festered and it went from an idea to something that she acted on and she acted out of fear and shame. Mm-hmm. And then that bore more fruit <laughs> of right. fear and shame. Cause we look at what happened afterwards and oh, it's just such a deficit. I, mm-hmm. I, I hate reading that part of the story. It just breaks my heart every time. So we put that on the table and then we wanted to make the connection, Pete, to that was the starting point. And now all of us are caught in it, right? None of us are immune. And you just, you'd alluded to that a moment ago Mm -hmm. that every single one of us is living a shadow story, Mm -hmm. right? So with those things in place and, you know, again, pointing to what we had to offer about our own as a starting point, I think let's talk a little bit now about more categories, more ways that this story shows itself and a way to do that. Um, So when you think of any story, it has elements and that is true of a shadow story. It's true of a true story. It's true of a movie (laughs) that Mm -hmm. you go to see, right? There is a plot line or you know, if, when we're talking about plot, we're talking about what equals a good outcome. Mm. We get drawn into a story because there's something we want to happen, right? Mm-hmm. There's something that equals good. Uh, and the true story has a definition of good, and it is the design. It's Eden. Mm-hmm. It's oneness with God, harmony with each other, life with the king, the kingdom with the king. That is the story of the true story. Shadow stories have similar things. They, they all have kind of a plot line, what equals good. And then within that as kind of the, the outcome for our shadow stories that we're living for, there are certain stories lived in pursuit of that. Mm. And I, I thought maybe we'd unpack some of those, you know, put, put a few on the table, mm. not a few, several as again, our heart is for listeners to start to recognize their own. Mm. Yeah. So Pete, uh, you work with men (laughs) and have for, for 20 years. Um, There are some that you've seen at work uh, outside your own. So Mm. as a starting point, what are, what are some that you've seen at work there? I think some of the main ones that I've seen is um, just a ton of shame and regret. Yeah that has come out of a man's story. Yeah. And typically that comes out of a story of not being enough or not doing enough or doing the right thing or, you know, uh, things that were said to them or done to them that reinforces this lie. But the shadow story becomes, 
there's so much shame over me that I just have to stay in the dark, in the yeah. shadow, if you will. Yeah. The fig leaf. Yeah, it's the fig leaf. It's yeah. the poser. So everything I do, I pretend so that no one knows really what's going on on, on the inside, right. which I think that's all of us all the time. There's yeah. some level of self-protection. We feel like we're protecting ourselves by, well, if they knew that or if they knew that thought or if they knew that action or whatever it is. So we we tend to just almost involuntarily mm-hmm. try to, you know, we were talking earlier about the, the, um, the iceberg, right? Mm. Involuntarily, we try to vo- always make the 10%, you know, that we allow people to see the best part of us, but it's not the truest part of us, mm-hmm. but we're trying really hard to make sure that people see us the way we think we need to be seen in mm-hmm. order to be loved or successful or whatever it is. Yeah. So I see that a lot. I saw that in my own story. I see that a lot in men. Um, I just, just the hiding. Yeah. So much hiding. You know, the world tells us that we're not enough. The world tells us that we've got something to prove. The world tells us that, you know, um, whatever we've done, it'll never be enough. Right. Right. You just always have to do something more. Mm-hmm. So there's really, you know, I mean, that, that, that brings so many things into the picture. It brings this survival mode that why we turn to other things to kind of, to kind of take our focus off. So whether it's, you know, numbing in, in some way, you know, mm-hmm. that's, you know, if, if we ever need a reason why it's because when we look in the mirror, we see, we see that shadow story, whatever it is for us in particular, we see that as the indictment on us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that there is not a chance that this is going to turn out well. Yeah. So then we have to go to work at how, to, well, how do I, how do I navigate it? Yeah. Right. And then yeah. that, that opens up a whole Pandora's yeah. box of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, and it all starts with the premise that we have something to prove. Yeah. It all starts there. And Absolutely. That's, that's born out of, that's born out of some skewed perception of who God is and what his heart is toward us. Mm-hmm. So not good, not yeah. trustworthy, not reliable. And some perception of ourselves that does not align with how God sees us. Mm-hmm. And so gives birth to this premise that we have something to prove. Mm-hmm. Well, we almost don't, we almost don't have a chance really, if right. you think about it. Right. Because at a very young age, mm-hmm. you and I, and I'm willing to bet most of our listeners, mm-hmm. we were put in a situation where we learned very early in our life. That if you do the right thing, mm-hmm. if you behave well, perform well, then you get some form of reward. You mm-hmm. get a snack, you get a star, you get, you know, you get a special treat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens if you do it wrong? Yep. Yep. So as a 14 month old, mm-hmm. that's just learning about the world that he mm-hmm. lives in or she lives in. Yep. And you're learning very quickly that if I do this, it's good. Yep. If I do this, it's bad. Yep. And then that follows us all the way through our life. All the way through. And yep. I think the stakes get higher, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the other messages that come with that. And before you know it, we have this shadow life, shadow mm-hmm. side of our life mm-hmm. that we have to manage. Right. Right. Yes, exactly. And exactly. so it's done to us in a way. Mm-hmm of just kind of creating a way of thinking or processing parts of our lives. So it's internal and we don't even see it, but yeah. then, but I think that's the insidious part of, 
where the enemy comes in, the lies, the accusations, yep. uh, the doubts, the, mm-hmm. all these things that then sort of get in and take root yep. into our story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we spend pretty much the rest of our lives trying to figure out how to navigate that. Yeah. And utterly unaware yeah. of where all that came from and that there's... And then it comes right back. To me, because if I'm unaware of where it comes from, yeah, I've either got to blame God, yep, or I blame me, yep, because most of us or don't. both, well, yeah, we, yeah, or or some combination, right. because most of us don't have a third character. Mm-hmm. Our worldview doesn't have a third character in the yeah. story that wants the worst for us. Yep. So, primarily, mm-hmm. young boys and girls, all the way up to men and women, you know, are are wrestling with this with this. Well, it's either me or it's God, or some combination. Mm-hmm. And that's why we never seem to be able to get ahead of it or out of it mm-hmm. or healed from it. Correct. Does that make sense? It does. It totally makes sense. Mm. It totally makes sense. And that um, that kind of brings us to another thing that I think is really important uh, to get to, Pete. Um, as we bring up Shadow Story and acknowledge that it is a hard thing to do because we are asking our listeners, we're inviting them to look at the ugly and to see it for what it is. Um, But it's really important to bring alongside that something else to be aware of that I use the word invitation very intentionally Mm -hmm. because it is one that it might be surprising to hear, yep, let's look at the ugly and you're invited to do that. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. So you want me to get a root canal? And why why would I? Yeah. And why would I do that? Right. So bring alongside this something else. Let's, let's be really clear. Let's be really aware and let's explore a term. I want to recover this. Okay. And it is very interesting when you look at scripture and in Matthew, the very first gospel, he gets to a point where he summarizes everything Jesus did around one word, repentance. Now that's a loaded word. <laughs> is that, you know, I, I don't know about you, Pete, but I hear that word and it is, it's instant. The baggage with it is I, I picture the guy on the street corner with the sign saying the end is near and frantically, mm-hmm. wildly waving his hand saying, repent, the end is near, repent, mm-hmm. the end is near. Mm-hmm. There is nothing attractive about that word yeah. whatsoever. Uh, just with the the baggage that wants to attach mm-hmm. to it, right? So it's interesting that Matthew would say that's exactly what Jesus's ministry was all about. And then Jesus himself says, I came to invite sinners to repentance. Mm-hmm. People were not pushed away by Jesus. It was not the wild guy standing on the street right. corner kind of reaction. Right. They were drawn to him. And so it's really important if you if you peel back all the baggage and just look at, When Jesus used that word, he used a word that literally meant to turn away from something not so good Mm -hmm. to something better. It was a very inviting word. And then he also said things like, I did not come to condemn the world, but Mm -hmm. to save it, to lead people to freedom, to call them home. Mm -hmm. So he does tell us the truth. He does lead us to look at the ugly for what it is, Mm. but it is with a heart of tenderness and compassion and hope and invitation Mm. 
to come to something better, right? To see this for what it is, right? right? And that's what we started to explore in our stories last week. As we mm-hmm. shared, we know what it is to live a shadow story, and it is not glamorous. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. Yeah. And most of us live just entirely unaware of what's going on. And so we we spend our days disoriented. We spend our days mm-hmm. trying to find some sliver of thing to make sense of this stuff. Yeah. We find reasons to feel hopeful that seem to come and go in just such a such a fleeting sense. Mm-hmm. And it's just that that's our existence. We're just utterly mm-hmm. disoriented. And the hope in looking deeply into the ugly Mm. is that as we see it for what it is, we also begin to see how we take Jesus's invitation to repent, to Mm. turn away from that to something so much better, Mm. which is why we extended the invitation we did with the last podcast. Right. Dream on that, hope Mm. on that. That's the promise, right? So Mm. as, as we're, digging as we're poking as we're asking you to listener to to think about this and look at this and understand this eliminate condemnation Mm -hmm. from the picture this is hope this is hope because we are all caught up in a shadow story and the jesus who is extending this invitation knows that Mm. and he has something so much better yeah right so I i think one of the things that helped me a lot through this process was I mean, just mentioned where, you know, we either think that God's holding out on us at some level or I'm blowing it right. or some combination. Right. And and a lot of times we attach things like condemnation mm-hmm. to God and the way he looks at me, feels about the way I live, mm-hmm. my story, whatever you, however you want to point, put it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that really helped me was learning that there's a tonality that mm. we have to pay attention to. Yes, 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 yes. And this is this is the this repentance, right? It's it's not the tonality of of condemnation that right. you see on a street corner right. when somebody's yelling their head off, mm-hmm. telling everybody they're going to hell if mm-hmm. they don't repent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's you know that tonality is of of that condemnation. You, you know you know immediately because. The scripture says there is therefore now no condemnation for Mm -hmm. those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. You can immediately say, well, that's not, that's not God then. Yeah. So, so, you know, the enemy, the accuser, the liar, the father of lies who seeks to kill, steal and destroy that voice is one of condemnation and shame. And so you feel it push you down. Yeah. The conviction to repentance is like you were saying that tone, that tone is, it, it may feel, it may feel sharp at one point, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but overall, it's just this loving invitation yeah. to come back. I love you. Come yeah. back. Yeah. And it has helped me so much. You know, it sounds like a simple thing, but okay, wait a minute. Where, what's the tone of that? Yeah. Yeah. Because if I'm just hearing you're worthless, you suck, you, you know, mm-hmm. then I know that that's not right from Abba. Right. My dad. Yes. Yes. I know that that's coming from some other source outside. Yes. And so it's, it's that comes back to the awareness then, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. So it's a simple little thing, but man, is it ever helpful for yeah. me to just, I think, I think part of it, 
all of us need those little tools to have in our tool belt. Every yes. once in a while we go, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. What's the tone of this? Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really important stuff to all make sure that's all on the table and that we, we are seeing all of this at work. Um, because we, you know, if, if we're not operating in that tone of hope yeah. and invitation and compassion and understanding firm, that's part of it too, right? Absolutely. We have a good father and when he needs to be firm, he will. Um, but it's always because he has so much he wants for us. Yeah. Not from, for. For, yeah. And, and that's. Even in his discipline, he wants for. Exactly. Us. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, friends, this marks so, about the halfway point of this particular conversation that Pete and I are having about shadow story. And this is a good place to stop it and break this conversation into two bites. Uh, we have pretty much wrapped up the portion of our conversation in which we get into some more background ideas and uh, some additional things to think about as we set up what will be the next podcast, which is the rest of this discussion in which we look deeper into various kinds of shadow stories, something we want to get into to hopefully help you in your efforts to understand and begin to identify your own and then maybe take that next step and begin to identify uh, some shadow stories that are beginning to play out in your family with, uh, with your kids and maybe uh, spouses with each other. Um, all things worth exploring and worth talking about and worth taking our time to do. So we're going to pause this particular conversation and um, wrap this up with uh, just a couple of quick points. Um, first, I do want to point you to a resource that I'm going to make available, and it's it's mostly something that will be helpful for the next half of this conversation, the next podcast. And it's a resource I'm going to put at the intentionaldad.org and a link will also be provided in the description for this podcast. And it's a resource with some notes and some reflection questions that we will explain a bit further in the next podcast, but uh, something you might want to either look at before listening in on the next part of this conversation or to even better have with you as you listen. So uh, just something that's there for you. Again, if you look in the description for this podcast, you will see a link for that. And I also want to mention that anybody who is beginning to feel like they would like to have an opportunity to start some conversation with this, uh, just point you again to the attentionaldad.org. And if you click on membership there, you will see some membership levels where you have uh, an opportunity to begin engaging in some discussion online. So just want to make sure that you knew that was there and that that is an option you can consider if you're feeling like that's a step you want to take. So that is all we're going to have for now. Um, We are going to wrap this up and look forward to the next half of this conversation that we'll have available in the next podcast. And I, of course, invite you to pick up where we left off then. And until then, may God bless you and your family very richly. 